welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You are meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. Have you ever blamed yourself or invalidated yourself because you were doing quite well and suddenly things seemed to falter or you were coming along fine in your healing process and unexpectedly things seemed to turn for the worse? Or perhaps you had set up a goal for yourself to attain and you felt that you were succeeding for a while when you hit a brick wall or a plateau and couldn't seem to go further? When something like this happens, is it self-sabotage or is it just part of your healing process? Well, that's the question for exploration on our show today. You may have noticed, but this world is a divided world based on two-ness, not oneness. In spirit, there is only oneness, limitless, never-ending. There are no divisions of any kind in spirit. In this world, however, everything from the mega galaxies down to the sub, 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 sub atomic particles that seem to make everything up is made up of positive and negative, male and female, left and right, and up and down, yin and yang. Because of that, all that we experience in our life here in this world has its ups and downs. As they say, what goes up must come down. A wave in the ocean consists of crests and troughs. If you were to stay stationary in one spot in the ocean, you will see a wave pass you by. Right in front of you will be a crest one moment, and then it will be a trough a moment later, and then another crest, and then a trough. If you were floating on top of the water surface, you would go up with the crest, when it passes under you, and then you would go down with the trough, when that is what is under you. If you stay put in one place too long, you might even get a bit seasick from the non-stop up and down movements. A good surfer in the ocean, on the other hand, has learned to ride those waves toward the shore. They don't stay put in one spot and go up and down with crests and troughs passing by but ride one of the crests while it is turning into a trough and lets the crest turning into a trough push the board and rider in the direction that the wave is traveling. The surfer isn't resisting or fighting against the wave to stay in one spot. Rather, the surfer on the board has learned to be at one with that traveling wave. It's pretty impressive, actually. Essentially, the surfer on the board becomes part of that wave until the wave reaches the shore or becomes too small or the surfer decides to separate from the wave again. Living life in this world is a bit like being in the ocean in relationship to the waves. Whether we like it or not, the waves are going on. 
Some of us might relate to the ongoing waves by trying to stay put in one spot as long as we can. Others others of us might learn to surf the waves. Those of us who choose to hold on to one spot in the ocean will necessarily go up and down constantly. Those of us who learn to surf the waves would travel from one spot to another by staying on a more even keel. Trying to stay in one spot in the ocean for any length of time takes a lot more energy and work to do so than surfing the waves once you learn to surf well. We have the same experience in life. It takes a lot of effort and energy to hold on to things as they are moving by than it takes once we learn to surf through the ups and downs of life. There is nothing inherently wrong or bad about waves going up and down and moving continuously. This is the way of the world. Everything is constantly changing. Nothing stays put. Everything is constantly changing form, even if only on a microscopic level, very gradually. In this divided world, everything is like the waves in motion. Unfortunately, when people decide that up is good and down is bad, or that this one spot in the ocean is the only place they want to be, they go against the natural way of life in this world. A physical world example of how spirit and the world relate is like an electrical device. Electricity in its potential form is oneness and doesn't do anything. It just is, like a battery that's not connected to an electrical device. The battery just sits there and the potential electricity stored in that battery doesn't do anything. But when you attach two conductive wires, one to the positive end of the battery and the other to the negative end of the battery, and attach those two wires to an electrical device like a computer, then the potential oneness of electricity becomes active and the oneness that is electricity flows in an altering wave oscillating between positive and negative through the circuits of the electronic device. Yeah, it is kind of like a circus, isn't it? Yes, this world is a circus. (laughs) Everything is spirit, not bodies. No one really belongs in this world. We are each like foreign exchange student from spirit here in this world to study, learn, practice, and heal ourselves and, of course, others. When we fully complete our studies and can demonstrate in our daily lives that all, uh, all that we've learned, we graduate from this school of hard knocks and ups and downs. Since we are enrolled until graduation, and that usually takes many, many lifetimes here, we can take summer breaks and holidays, and we can change our campuses or take extra breaks as we progress. That's what reincarnating is like. Go home for the holidays and breaks between grade levels to freshen up for the next grade or school term. So as spirit When we are in our true home in spirit, we're like the potential electrical power being quiet in the battery. When we incarnate here in this world, it's like we're plugged into our communication device called our body, which is part of this world, and our electrical current and charge flows through the alternating circuits of positive and negative experiences. We are oneness, experiencing and learning how to navigate through the world of two-ness. Well, each of us 
intuitively long for our true home and culture of oneness. Nothing ever changes in oneness, like Raphael said, but the moment we step into life in this world of two-ness, nothing seems to ever stop. (laughs) Okay, we got this thing called time. Yes. Instinctively, we may try to stop what seems to us like a runaway train. When we try to do that, we not only fail, but suffer some kind of pain. It's like first learning to surf. You might get dunked a few hundred times (laughs) by strong waves. You might even drown or feel like you're going to drown. But then you learn how to manage all the contingencies that may happen while you learn to surf and master riding the waves. Just like in the ocean, you can't master riding the waves by trying to control the waves. You quickly discover that you are no match for even some of the smaller waves. The waves are being waves, and they aren't going to change for you. It's up to you to learn to dance with the waves as they are. You begin to realize that to do that, you have to get to know yourself a lot better. You can't let something or someone else be as they are if you aren't letting yourself be as you are. And how can you accommodate who you are if you aren't aware of who you are. So, you're a student surfer from the limitless, never-changing, undivided oneness of spirit here in this limited, ever-changing, divided two-ness of the world. Learning how to navigate your life as yourself in this world. The first thing is that you need space to be who you are as spirit or limitlessness or oneness here in this seemingly alien world. This divided world of two-ness cannot make space for you as the oneness of spirit that you are. It's up to you to make space here in which you can be yourself and live as the spirit that you are. When you successfully make that space for you to be here and live the way you truly are, then you can easily navigate the seeming ups and downs in the world and in your experience of the world without feeling like you're being thrown around like a rag doll in stormy seas. You'll feel like a surfer, surfing whatever kinds of waves life presents to you. The experience that we all have at one time or another in this life in this world, is that things may finally seem to go our way for for a change. You know, yay, finally. (laughs) And then things are looking very much up for us. Yet all too often, not too long after we might experience life finally coming up roses for us, we find out that we are Allergic to roses. That's what I found out. (laughs) In other words, what just yesterday seemed like a great day of success and fulfillment turned into a new day in which nothing seems to go our way. Or it could be that you were experiencing great gains in your healing process from some illness or condition 
when everything seems to turn the other way. You may desperately look for what you did wrong or exactly what was it that made what was going really well go the wrong direction. When you experience something like that, however, don't panic and jump to the wrong conclusion. For one thing, no matter what's happening, it will never benefit you to blame yourself or anyone else. Blame merely takes you away from the solution or answers you need every time. Mm -hmm. Blame, of course, presupposes judgment. When you look at a life situation or condition you're experiencing through the lens of judgment and blame, you can't see it for what it is. All too often, a person jumps to the conclusion of judgment blame when something like that happens, that he or she failed, did something wrong, or in some way had sabotaged the good for themselves. Yes, sometimes we all have tripped and have fallen while trying to run faster or longer or better. Yet, what we need to do is to get up and start running again, rather than beating ourselves up. Just like when you're, you know, a toddler, just learning to to walk. (laughs) How many times did you fall, right? You just get up and try again. And it's fun until somebody tells you, oh, oh, no, no, this is, you you messed up. (laughs) Many times, however, when things seem to turn south after a good run of everything going our way, it's not due to a failure on our part. It's just a natural part of our own healing and growth process. Remember, the waves of worldly life always go up and down, up and down. After being on top of a big wave, sooner or later, that wave has to turn into a trough. If we erroneously expect it to do anything else, well, we're living in Great expectations, usually of doom and gloom. (laughs) We will be disappointed or invalidated every time. The only way you get out of that is to see it the way it really is. In the example of any kind of healing, there's a phase when you feel better and everything seems to be going exactly the way you want it to go. Then sooner or later, you have to graduate from one level or phases of healing to the next. When you do a great job in one grade level, you're graduated into the next. The same happens with everything in life, especially healing. When you heal yourself well in one phase of your overall healing process, you'll be graduated into the next level of healing. When you do, you might notice that you're starting at the bottom of the next level up. If you don't notice that you're at the next level up from where you used to be, where you were doing very well, you might misinterpret that experience as you falling down or getting worse or and not better. It's similar to an accomplished, respected high school graduate feeling like an unknown, lowly freshman in college. The student took a big step up from high school to college, but may not feel like that in the new environment for a while. 
The same happens many times in living your life in this world as you grow and progress. In fact, sometimes it's when you take your biggest steps in your spiritual growth that you might misinterpret it as you having failed or regressed rather than progressed. Yes, indeed. And so one of the things that happens to us in the uh, peaks and troughs is when we go into the trough, sometimes we feel like a victim. Ah! Victim consciousness. (laughs) And this is one of the things anyone on their spiritual path eventually has to address is there's really no victims in this world, just experience. And each experience has some kind of personal meaning to us in, in, on one hand. And on the other hand, like we were talking about, um, we are, in a, in a sense, being the effect until we wake up of the waves, the up and down. An example I like to use is that uh, Michael and I, Uh, lived in a very beautiful home up in Mount Shasta for uh, 15 years, a long time. In the last couple years, it was very uh, inundated with the smoke and fires, and we weren't doing very well in it. And we ended up having to live. We finally sold our house after four years of having it on the market because not hardly anybody wanted to live in the mountains at that time. We ended up living in a little rental house in Sacramento after we sold it, which really did not suit our needs. But for the time, it was perfect because when we, two years later, that was kind of our trough. And two years later, when we bought a new house, um, it was the most joyous experience, you know. And, And even buying and selling houses or moving to a new place for a while that's temporary until you get the place that you want. Okay, well, we're just about at our first break, and we'd like to invite you to join us for our very special stay-at-home remote mini-retreat seminar on Saturday, July 17th, Sunday, July 18th, and the optional Zoom extra bonus session on Monday, July 19th. It's going to be a very special event. Normally, we get together with you on the big island of Hawaii for this annual event, but since COVID is still a major concern, at least for us, we're offering this remotely as a four-teleclass and two-bonus Zoom session event. The overall theme for this whole mini-retreat seminar will be Holy Spirit, Holy Fire, the Divine Mother, Compassion, and Your Creative Life. Through the four two-hour teleclasses, a bonus post-class Zoom Q&A and social, and an extra bonus Zoom dolphin meditation Q&A and social given over three days, will teach you about the relationship between the Divine Mother and your psychic self as the way to realizing God, And how to create happiness and fulfillment in the world with your compassion and your creativity. As well as how to create your new life with holy fire. Rise out of the ashes of your past and celebrate your next step. And to discover what you are here in this world to manifest by exploring your creative expression and the process of revelation. For all these class titles, write-ups and details, or go to sign up. Or to sign up, go to our July calendar section on our website, michaeltamora.com, or call our office at 530-926-2650 and speak with our assistant, Noel weekdays during business hours specific time. 
We will return in just a couple of minutes to self-sabotage, or is it just part of your healing process? We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at MichaelTamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com and be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back, everyone. We've been exploring whether what you're experiencing is some kind of self-sabotage or is it just part of your healing process. Just before the break, I was talking about uh, a move that Michael and I had to make. It was in haste after we finally sold our house and we had to uh, rent a place somewhere. And it was kind of fun because we ended up renting a house on Shasta Way. And the interesting thing was we were we were coming down from Mount Shasta and Shasta Way was three and a half hours drive. So, um, you know, there was no... And the whole block was only like, what, eight, eight houses? That, that was it. And plus the neighbors all had the same names as our neighbors in the other place. And the guy that came to fix our air conditioner had the same name as our air conditioner guy in Mount Shasta. It was very odd. Yeah, and the property manager uh, last four digits of the phone number was the same as mine. Yep, <laughs> so we knew we were in the right place, but, um, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't our vibration. But, you know, as we were getting ready to move out of this house, I realized part of our having to be there was to actually help our landlord because the energy mm-hmm. in that house was very thick um, you know, it was from the 1940s, so it was quite an old house, and, and some of the energy wasn't quite right. And she sold it right after we left. Yep, at least that we know of. Um, but I wanted to talk about a- another situation like that that I had a lot of years ago, and that is <clears throat> I was in another living situation, and we'll talk about other uh, types of situations, but just where we live 
is very symbolic a lot of times of where we are inside, mm-hmm. right? So um, this was before I was with Michael, so it was about 40 years ago, and I was involved with a group of people that were in a rock band. And we lived in this little round of houses at the end of a driveway, and um, the place I lived in with someone was the downstairs of an upstairs, downstairs uh, type of condo. And uh, it was a perfect situation for this rock band because they could keep the truck there, they could practice in that area, you know, it was very, very easy. But I woke up one morning and I realized that we were going to be kicked out. Not because we weren't paying rent, but because the landlord had somebody they wanted to move, probably a family member. I just knew it. And the person I was with, I, I told him, you know, we we better look look at moving because we're going to be kicked out. And he didn't believe me. <laughs> and it took a lot of years for him to really believe that I had any psychic abilities at all. And that was okay. That was his growth. <laughs> but meanwhile, I went, all right. But every day the feeling got stronger and stronger. And within a, a couple of weeks after I made that announcement to the person I was with, um, the landlord came downstairs and said, I'm bringing some family over from Poland and you guys are out of here. And it was really sad because we had this little, almost like commune, but not in one house. It was a, a group of houses in, right in San Jose there. And so we did move out. And what turned out to be, um, you know, something that was a challenging at the time, we were able to find <clears throat> a different kind of a condo, which was a big step up in how we were able to live. It was a nicer place. It was quieter. It wasn't that far of a drive to the other place, so we could still be in contact with the people that we were involved in, with at the time. And and it was quite a good situation, actually. And we ended up living there for about uh, four years. So, you know, where we live oftentimes reflects where we are inside, right? And the same goes for where we work. And I've had several situations very similar to the one with this landlord. You know, I and using your intuition to know when it's time to up and, you know, pull stakes and move on to somewhere else is really great. But what if you're not that intuitive? Well, here's your chance to start developing your intuition is paying attention to those little nudges that you get. And everybody knows inside. Yeah, that's right. You always know. So I had a number of jobs over the years before I uh, made this my job, uh, working as a spiritual teacher and running a radio show, doing readings, uh, working with Michael and giving teleseminars and and all kinds of teachings around the world. But um, I had these other jobs and I would always know when it was time to either ask for a different job in the place I was working or to pull stakes and move on to somewhere else. I would always know. It was like the nudges were there. Or even within me, I'd go, I'm not happy here. I need to do something else. And and it's really easy. It's, you know, if you're a little bit on the lazy side, it's easy to ignore those nudges. Mm-hmm. But if you, if you do ignore them, it usually ends up uh, not good. In things the, start to fall apart. Things start to fall apart. And a lot, sometimes you, you're even quote unquote taken by surprise because your boss says one day, okay, uh, we're having a switch over in the company. We don't need you anymore. And, and then you're out on your rear without a job. Hmm. But had you listened to those nudges, 
you might have been able to get yourself ready for this change. And a lot of times that happens too because you're ready, you're, you're done with, uh, you know, the example of being in school, you're done with uh, third grade and now you have to move up to fourth grade or you're done with high school and you have to go to college. So when we go through these changes, we're, we're not graduating ourselves proactively. We're waiting until a big wave comes and smashes us, and then we go, whoa, i got to make a change. <laughs> yeah. You know, on one hand, um, if you were, let's say, finishing high school and you have the summer in between and you wanted to get some spare change so you get a job at, as a manager at McDonald's or something, that's really good. You know, it's it's a, a job and experience. work. Experience. It's all good for the soul and learning how to live here and earn your own keep. But if you stay as that manager at McDonald's beyond the time you should have been there, you would you would start to languish and, and be completely unhappy. Yet, oh, but the money, the, the income is coming in. Oh, there's no other jobs and that sort of thing. Um, you can start to... That's the self-sabotage part, is if Mm -hmm. you don't listen to the nudges, it's time to go. And um, even for someone who's working half the summer, let's say, at McDonald's, and maybe there are some other skills that you have that you can make, not only make more money, but be a lot happier. Mm -hmm. And not look at those pictures that say, oh, but, you know, I don't really have the time to, or or, um, there's no jobs like that around here. Yep. Yeah, and one of the things, too, when I was uh, way back in my early 20s, maybe even before, one of the things I learned was, you know, I go through these, I was going through these phases of doing things, I felt, very well and successfully, and ah, yeah, it's really starting to cook here. But then I would be flooded with invalidation. Just can't do anything right. It's just like that. Wasn't happy. And finally, I realized, oh, that wasn't myself. I, I, I was experiencing the reactions coming at me from a lot of people around me. Oh. Well, why were their reactions so negative? Uh, and and some, some of it is like beating me up. And criticism, a lot of criticism. Then I realized, oh, yes, it wasn't because I was failing. It wasn't because I was doing something wrong or bad. It was because I was doing a good job with what I was to do. And when I did that, it brought about a lot of positive change, but I realize a lot of people don't like change. Uh, they feel like they lost control. They, they feel like they're on thin ice. They, they're resisting taking their steps. But when I did what I did, it helped clear the way so that they can take their next step, but they're, they're fighting it. And then I got blamed for causing the problem for them <laughs> and uh and it's so many ways that happens in life i've i've noticed many many people i've counseled in the past where they're they're you know 
unhappy with their job or whatever it is, a relationship situation. I said, well, it's because you're done with it. Yeah. You've been done with it for three months. You've been done with it for a, a year, two a years. A decade. <laughs> a decade for some people. And it's really starting to, you know, get to you. Because as spirit, as a spiritual being, you're, you've been ready to rock and roll and get on to the next step. But you're not, you're dragging your feet. And so a lot of times when I see that, I'll, I'll tell the person, if you don't get proactive really soon and make the change, take your step, take your, you know, what do you call that? A, a leap of faith. Yes. Because most of the time people are scared. They don't know what to do. They don't know how to do it. You know, they've, or at least they feel like they don't, but they, everybody does. If you listen to yourself, if you look inside, you, you have the answer. You have everything you need. You never, ever create something that you cannot handle. And so one of the rules of the thumb here is if you ever run into something you truly cannot handle, step back. Because guess what, folks? It's not yours to handle. It's not yours. You didn't create it. It's not your responsibility. It's not something you can do something about. The only time where you will truly experience, I truly cannot do this or I can't handle this, is when you're trying to handle, when you're trying to fix, when you're trying to do something about something that's not yours to do anything about. Huh? Other than that, everything you create, everything that's really part of your path, you will definitely not only be able to handle it, but you're going to do it well. Huh. It's, that's, that's a given. It's, it's, it's not you have to figure it out. It's, it's, that's the way it is. And so, so then I've, I've told people, you know, yeah, if you don't make the change proactively, change is going to happen to you. And when you do it proactively, <laughs> You have so much more space and and you're on the positive end of things when, oh, you needed to get a different job and you don't do it long enough, you're going to get fired or the, the job is no longer there anymore, whatever. It's going to force you to have to get a different job or do something different. And that's the way everything works. That's that wave action. It's just... If you wait around too long, that wave comes and broadsides you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so this is the part of being proactive in terms of your spiritual growth and learning is just like Raphael mentioned, you know, many, many times during the, the key points in her transi- transition from one place to another, one space to another, she knew there's no reason for it. Nobody. There's no statistics. There's no uh, uh, physical warning signs or anything. She just intuitively knew, oh, yeah, if we don't find a, a new place to live, we're going to be kicked out soon. Yeah. And, and so what do they say? Uh, forewarned is forearmed or something. <laughs> Whatever the saying is. I could never get these kind of sayings right. Anyway, <laughs> so... It's, but the, the thing about the invalidation, I know many of you experience at different times 
just feeling invalidated, like I, I'm no good, I'm not doing anything right, I can't do anything right, it's just not working, blah, blah, blah. really be, pay attention because what usually, especially if you've been sincerely, you know, working in a place of, of making progress and you all of a sudden start to have that kind of invalidation, generally it means you are doing well. Instead of you're doing terribly. Because guess what? Nobody else tries to invalidate you if you're not doing anything. It's only when you start to do something that makes ripples. And sometimes people don't like the ripples you make. Yeah. They want everything to stay the same. They want, you know, nobody to make a fuss. It's like a little bit like being a whistleblower in a corrupt organization. Oh, you know, a lot of people might be afraid to blow the whistle because their job is more important. Their paycheck is more important. So they go along with it, even though they they don't like it. They know it's not correct. But especially those who are who are hiding, who are controlling things against people are not going to want you to blow the whistle. Right. So whenever you. Do something creative that produces a big change for people. That's a positive change. Those who didn't want any changes because they're sitting on top of something, keeping it from happening, aren't going to like it. And that's where you experience the invalidation. Well, our second break is coming up already. (laughs) And we have some exciting news for you, especially... For those of you who speak German and are interested in what we teach, in collaboration with our good friends and event organizers in Switzerland, Wolfgang and Marianne Jäger of Imlicht, we're offering a brand new ongoing series of online classes via Zoom to all our German and or English speaking friends and students. Michael will be teaching in English with immediate translation into German by our fabulous translator and friend, Barbara Golan. The overall theme for this series will be Living Your Psychic Soul Life, Daily Tools and Practices. The online classes in this series will be given periodically, and you are welcome to take any of these classes or any combination of them. The first two of these classes will be given on Thursday, July 8th. That's this Thursday, July 8th and September 2nd at 1900 to 2100 hours Swiss and Central European time and 10 a.m. to noon Pacific time, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern time. So you can join us even in the U.S. Class number one will be on Working with your chakras, taking care of your psychic energy, awareness, and abilities. For all the details in German or to sign up, go to our organizer's website at imlicht.ch or email Wolfgang Jaeger at forum at imlicht.ch. In just a bit, we'll be back with you for self-sabotage or is it just part of your healing process? See you soon. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Chamura. 
Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow. Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1 888 346 9141. Again, that's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. We've been looking at experiences we all have in life in which things seem to be going quite well when something suddenly seems to fall apart or fizzle or go sideways. When that happens, is it self-sabotage or is it just part of your healing process? Let's continue answering that question. Well, I'd like to use another job example because I've had quite a few interesting experiences um, with jobs, jobs in the regular world, and then jobs in my in our spiritual world, even um, this job I had was with a one of the big eight accounting firms, and I don't even know if they're called the big eight anymore. I I heard a TV show <laughs> recently referring to them as the big six accounting firms, so maybe the one I worked for it doesn't exist anymore. I don't know. I didn't look it up. But I was working there, and I, was, I had a very lowly job, but it was a full-time job, and it was very solid and grounded, and I definitely had work every day to do. I was also in the process of switching over to becoming a spiritual teacher at a psychic institute, so I was doing that work in the evening. So I worked full-time in the day and pretty much uh, five or six hours in the evening uh, in teaching at the psychic institute. So I told my bosses when they hired me, I need to be off at five because I have this other job. And they said, okay. Well, in the course of the several years that I worked there, um, because of that agreement, I, I think it could have been something else altogether. But three of the women I worked with who were a little bit above me in you know, the pecking order of the company uh, decided to really do it to me. And they did it very obviously. They would uh, go to our bosses and say things about me. And and I intuited that this was going on. So I would go to the bosses and say, I know people are saying things about me. Can you tell me about it? And what can I do to improve or whatnot? And I actually had one of the partners tell me, I never see you working. <laughs> and that was the most ridiculous thing. I was at my desk all day long typing their papers and, and doing the work I was there to do for the eight hours. So it was quite interesting, and finally, 
uh, it came to a very peak thing where the, one of them would take me out to lunch and then they whatever I spilled at that lunch, they would tell the others and, and turn it around and hold it against me. It was really kind of nasty, something you would see on a TV show or something <laughs> like that. So I went ahead and quit and went full-time. It was, it was the first time I was going to go be a spiritual teacher full-time, and it was a big leap because it was a, a drastic uh, drop in my income. But um, anyway, it was uh, what was really interesting is over the years, three of those four women came back into my life. And... Each one of them apologized for how they treated me and told one of them actually told me after you left, they had to hire two girls to take your job. <laughs> and um, but for me, it it forced me to go into my spiritual work full time. And then I learned to get my footing in that and I learned how to make uh money on the side and that sort of thing, doing other creative things so that I still had the income that I was comfortable with. So for me, it was it was horrifying to go through that because I was going through that whole thing of I'm not happy here, I'm not happy here. And, you know, you think that every day because you know these people are plotting against you. And uh, being psychic didn't help because I could actually see it in their energy fields before they even uh, started actually doing these things. But to this day, I'm very grateful that I got pushed out of that kind of comfy job and forced into what I came on earth to do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, it's a lot of times I joke around with Raphael that you know, she has such a interesting and very work experience, jobs, you know, different kinds of jobs and everything, and going through all, listening to all her uh, job experiences at the workplace, and I go, oh, gee, you know, I never had those experiences because I never had a job. <laughs> oh, that's not true. Michael just has done this since he was 21, and, and, 19. Yes, and so, yes, I did have a couple of official, you know, jobs, but they were like temp jobs for three days. And and uh, just checking in with the registry to be assigned to something whenever I felt like working, that kind of jobs. But I realize it's never felt like I've had a job in relationship to what most people's life experience in working and in, in job situations were because, because I never felt like I went to go get a job. I just always did what I do. <laughs> and and the interesting thing is I always lived fairly well. You know, it's it's not like I've been ever really wealthy, but I've never been, well, except for a couple of short periods, I've never been poverty-stricken. Uh, I've always had a roof over my head. I've always had enough food, and good food, usually, <laughs> being, a, being a foodie, you know. <laughs> and so, so uh, it's always never had to concern myself with that because I've always known that when you are fulfilling your purpose, if you're doing what you're here to do, like what Raphael is saying, everything gets taken care of. It's never in excess or anything. It's It's... It's you, just what you it's need. It's just what you need. You get what you need when you need it. And this is hard for a lot of people to fathom 
because they get scared. They're, they're used to planning everything out, having a 50-year plan for their life, or at least a 10-year plan, and, and how to save up and this and that and the other thing, and nothing wrong with that. Uh, no, yeah, know. nothing wrong with that. I, I admire people who do that. But my experience has been, if I'm on track, if I'm just putting my heart and soul into doing what I'm here to do, somehow I'm taken care of. And somehow I have whatever I need when I need it. And that's the key part is when spirit gives you, takes care of you, it's not way ahead of time usually. And it's not after it's too late. It's always on time. And on time means if there's a worldly deadline, somebody's saying, okay, if you don't uh, put, pay this by this day, then we're going to come and repossess your, what, yeah, your body, whatever. <laughs> and, and so the world operates like that. Remember, two-ness versus oneness. And, but oneness, okay, so what's the deadline? At 12 o'clock on <laughs> you know, such and such day. And lo and behold, there's a special delivery three hours before that deadline. And the check is right there or, you know, whatever you were waiting for, whatever you needed, just shows up. Or if you get the phone call and somebody says, oh, hey, I'm such and such and I do this and this. And I heard you were needing somebody expert in that. And oh, yeah. And it's like the day before you need that person. You know, all kinds of things like that happen happens in life when <clears throat> when you're on track, even if you don't feel like you know, you know, if somebody asked me at any given time, oh, yeah, what's your plans for da-da-da-da-da-da? And I might say, I, I don't know. I don't have those plans. <laughs> I, I'm just putting, I just know what to do next. Every time I take my next step, the next step after that shows up when I'm done with the step I just took. It's like that for me. And I have a feeling that if, anybody decided to go with that, it's like surfing. Yeah? The, the waves come and go, and, and I don't have control over those waves. I have to learn how to relate to those waves. I have to learn how to, to work with those waves in life. And that's all I do. And as then, then whenever I decide, okay, I want to go from here to there, uh, uh, then I am. Um, I'm able to uh, uh, go with that wave, and and then get off where I need to get off. The thing I was talking about a little bit earlier too, in terms of how how did I learn to deal with that severe invalidation, where suddenly it's just like. Argh! And I first thing, I step back. Oh, yeah. Because I know it's not. Invalidation, this is where I learn, invalidation is never, ever true. Never. Huh. We feel it. Yep. We feel it. I felt it. I hear it. It's just like it's everywhere, completely immersed in it sometimes as an experience. But it's not true. 
So that's where I start is, oh, yeah, what am I experiencing? I'm experiencing enormous invalidation. Okay. Uh, to, to the point where there's, I don't have one little socially redeeming <laughs> quality <laughs> in my being. Sometimes invalidation feels like that, right? So when that happens, I get into amusement. I go, oh, yeah, this is invalidation. It's not true. Doesn't make me feel any better right off the bat, but ah, I break the spell. Then I step back and I become neutral to the invalidation. Oh yeah, this is inval- This is a en- This is just energy. And generally, you know, I'll ground myself and I'll imagine that rose in front of me. Put all the invalidation energy I'm experiencing into that rose and explode that. Oh, next thing. Even if all the invalidation doesn't go away, it, it's much lighter and I can see better and go, oh, yeah, yep, yep, it's not true. And then I get into even more amusement of, oh, yeah, if I'm being in, feeling this invalidated, I must be doing something right. That's one of the early things, the first things I learned way back when is, oh, yeah, the invalidation is coming at me from all sides. That doesn't happen unless I'm doing something right, unless I'm making positive change. Ah. And once I realized that, that became kind of a salvation for me at that point because I was able to just, just go, okay, great. So this is difficult. It's hard, but... My next step with that is just don't resist the invalidation. Don't, and this is true with all levels of growth. There's going to be a period of detox. When, you're, when you take a big step up in your energy, when you take a big step up in your awareness and your ability, whatever it is, it's like going from that one grade, graduating from one grade and going, becoming the, the most beginner in the next grade level. It's like that. When you make that kind of a change, the detox happens. You start to release the negativity and the limitations and the invalidation and the judgments and blame and everything else that before you made that step was what was holding you back. And when you made that step, ah, you, you became senior to that. And once you became senior to it, you can let it go. Ah, and so when you let it go, you start to become aware, acutely aware of all the limitations, negativity, and everything that heretofore kept you under, that you weren't aware of. And being aware, you just go, oh, hello there. It's nice to see you. Keep going. Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to try to figure it out. I'm, I'm not going to try to change you or anything. It's just all this negativity, feelings, and thoughts, and everything that's just passing by. You just let it go. And as you let all that go, then as you're letting it go, you're letting go of the past. And then you can look at the present of, okay, what's my next step right now? What do I create? What is it for me to create now in my life? That's where your focus needs to be. And just let all the past go by. Yep. And let that old foundation crumble and create that brand new solid one. 
Well, we are at the end of our show. We sure could talk a lot more about this, but we certainly appreciate all of you joining us today. We hope that you each gain some new insights and perspectives about your spiritual growth and healing process. Be sure to join us next Wednesday to learn more happiness hacks and make your road to true happiness easier, shorter, and more direct. We hope you'll join us too on Saturday, Sunday, and an optional extra bonus Zoom session on Monday, July 17th to July 19th for our Aloha-themed remote mini retreat event with four teleclasses and two bonus Zoom sessions titled Holy Spirit, Holy Fire, The Divine Mother, Compassion, and Your Creative Life. Check our website or call our office at 530-926-2650 and speak with our wonderful assistant, Noel, for details or to sign up. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth. 